Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's perfect! Yo, what's up, and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 52. We're back. I got some of my energy back. I feel like I got my swag back, and today we're going to get back and kind of into the old way of episodes where I'm going to talk about three topics. I'm going to call it the sad, the good, and the great, and then we will go into this idea uh, of talking about Andrew Luck and football and all that kind of stuff, and we'll talk about again more football, and then we'll talk about this bleh film, the idea of bleh, the idea of not feeling great. So go ahead and check out this song with my boy Grant Benjamin. Uh, it's a great song. It's an absolute banger. And then we'll get back to the episode. Guys got plans for me. Plans for me. He done put an X in the sand for me. Hey. Tell me who gon' be around for me Tell me who gon' plant a stake in the ground for me yeah. I look around all the fakery The bakery too full, no vacancy I just wanna bear fruit like a loquat tree Plant seeds take root like late night Jimmy Whoa, give me the remedy Remedy. I just kicked out on my enemies Say you're a friend of me Again, I just wanna thank you guys so much for Supporting me and the show Supporting the podcast And what we're doing I just want to go into a little bit. This was a dream of mine a year ago, like I said, and um, I think I just think it's so. I I am honored by you guys again listening, sharing. Uh, I never thought I actually had people listen to me just talk for 25 minutes, uh, which is weird. I have people listening in Germany, in Africa, like it's just, it's cool. It's really really cool to see, and so. And for me as a young dude, that's like, man, I ain't got a lot to say, uh, but you guys are supporting the dream, supporting the vision. I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to be known that we are going to get back to the schedule again. Like I said, I took a week and a half off and I think it was critical for me uh, just learning my new schedule and what your boys going through because it is a lot, not like bad, just it's busy and I want to make sure that I can do it well uh, because the God, because the Lord uh, honors excellence and I want to do it out of excellence. And so guys, the next couple of episodes that I'll be talking about some, some pretty funny stuff, but I just wanted to mention, thank you for supporting the dream. Uh, and let's get back to this thing that we call the youth of the nation podcast episode 52 once again, and, uh, it's going to be amazing. Thank you guys. Let's get into it today. I'm going to talk about some things to me that are sad, good, or maybe in between, uh, some things that feel great, some things that aren't that great, some things that might be tough to hear. But the first thing I want to talk about is the Andrew Luck retiring debacle. Okay, so Andrew Luck comes in and says, yo, I'm retiring from the NFL. I was actually, it was on Saturday when I got the news. I was at a football game with one of my Young Life dudes, and uh, we got this text, and it says, well, I got this thing from Bleacher Report that says, Andrew Luck is retiring from the NFL. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this is funny. Like someone just heard this through the grapevine. This isn't really real. And then what I began to realize is that, no, it it was real. Uh, it was real. It is serious. And a lot of people had a lot of questions. A lot of people were like, hey, he's selfish. He's a quitter and all these kinds of things. And this is what I realized. This is what happens when you let humans judge or guess on entertainment 
Okay, so because it's entertainment. And what we forget is that Andrew Luck does more than just play a football game on Sunday. Uh, he's getting ma- He got married in March. He's having a kid in the next couple months. You know, they have lives outside of just giving us entertainment. But as humans, right, we know that we don't really care about anybody else but ourselves. So I look at Andrew Luck and he's retiring and he's crying, right? I don't think he wants to retire, but his body can't hold on. What you hear a lot in sports is his body failed him. His body failed him. And what the worst thing that we can do as a body of fans or whatever is judge him for his body failing him. Because when you're sick, right? When you're sick, what do you do? You take a day off, right? And if you had mental issues, you'd be like, hey, I need to take a couple weeks off. And if you broke your leg or you tore your labrum or whatever it was, you would, you would take some days off. And if it was, if you kept getting hurt at the same job, you'd probably not quit you'd probably retire because the job kept hurting you. The job failed you. But it's so interesting when we're watching Andrew Luck play, we're watching these players play that we can't take ourselves out of sports mode or out of fan mode and actually think if we were in their shoes, we'd probably do the same thing. It doesn't make him a quitter because he's actually, after every time he's got hurt, he's kept trying to get back into the game Right. And you have his coach and his GM who really have just been screwing with the dude and not giving him an offensive line that's even close to good. So that's the sad. Right. I think they booed Andrew Luck. It was awful to hear. And like it, it actually hurt my heart to hear him crying and, and him sad and him hurt because he doesn't want to retire. The idea that he wants to retire, I think, is bogus. It's not true. I think he genuinely wants to be there for his teammates, but his body, like I said, his body has failed him. So we got to respect that because like, I think if I'm a preacher and I keep getting hurt on stage, I might retire. Like it might happen if I'm tearing my labrum, it's a lot of preaching. But if I do, I got to look that up as soon as anyone's torn their labrum. But if I do, like I'm going to go get that checked out. So Y'all be tripping. That's the sad. The good, like I said, football is back. I'm going to leave it at that because I know some people listening to this show are like, uh, I didn't come for that. I came for the spiritual. And so we're going to get to that. And football's back. It's back, baby. Let's go. And now I'm going to get to the great or the what God's doing. And honestly, what God is doing is Annie Mineo's new album of work is phenomenal. I won't play it on here because I do not have the rights to that. But go check out his new album, Work in Progress by Andy Mineo. Uh, And if you don't know, Andy Mineo is my favorite artist by far. He's honestly, I I told the story uh, last week when I had Grant Benjamin on the show. And he not introduced me to rap. I already loved rap music, but Christian rap or rap talking about Jesus was new to me. I thought it was kind of corny, and it was. And I listened to Andy Mineo, and it was so good. One, I thought it was a black boy. So when I realized it was a white boy, I was like, oh, snap. This boy can spit, and he can. And I think something that's so awesome about his music or about Lecrae or about What Up RG and all these guys is uh, they're not scared to share about their faith, but they're also not scared about to share about their true emotions and truly how they're feeling. 
So this Andy Mineo project, Work in Progress, uh, has a lot of great songs. And I'm going to just go through the set list because I love it. And I'm going to go through all the songs. Also, if you don't know, I've been listening to a lot of Nat King Cole lately. So that's good. And um, anyway, we're going to go through this. And uh, he has a song called Reflections, which he says, I actually got to look at the lyrics. He says something that I was like, oh, no, he didn't. Um, it was actually wild. And let me see if I can pull this up. It was insane. Trying to pull this up for lyrics. He has this line. He says, <laughs> I got a few fans who no longer support me because a quiet, unwoke white folk is what I won't be. People kill like animals on video. They stay quiet. Animals killed on video. They start a riot. Must I remind you, Jesus was a dark skinned man, publicly murdered, and he ain't never deserve it the pharisee sat by and watched while he hurt him that's why i see the savior when i look at mr sterling Woo! make america great again i'm like which version we talking pre-slavery or post we talking about before or after women could vote we talking about this land before or after we stole it this ain't anti-patriotic i'm just telling the truth they want to change the topic man stop it Woo! andy snap and then he goes on, they don't, uh, man, stop it. It's clear that we still got a problem, but until we admit our past, there's no way that the future can have progress. And I'm just cleaning out my closet, getting rid of everything that's toxic. Oh, okay. I heard this, right? And there's a couple things in that first song that's just insane. Him as a white man to say these things is powerful. Uh, and my people are like, well, he's just, uh, you know, he's a, Christian artists, not a lot of people are going to hear this. No, no, people are going to hear this song. And there's going to be people who and who hear this because if you actually look at what he's saying, it's incredible. Jesus was a dark-skinned man, publicly murdered, and he ain't never deserve it. I, I constantly have said, man, these, these, these black men that are dying in the streets, um, does anyone care about them? We all are saying we care, but we stand by idly. And a lot of the Pharisees, a lot of the believers said, man, we care, but stand, stood by idle. What happened? They didn't look. They watched while he was hurt and they watched while he was hurt, knowing he really, truly didn't do anything wrong. But that's just what happened. Now, he died for our sins. He had to. But this idea that people stood by while a dark skinned man was being hurt. And the power of that quote, the power of this song was phenomenal. And I, I started crying when I heard this song, started listening to it. And you go down to OTOD, which is just a fire banger, um, super funny video. Uh, Keep It Moving, which is already on there. I Don't Need You, um, which we can preach about for a little bit. It's actually I'm going to talk about in my bleh part of the episode. Uh, and then Anything But Country, which is a straight banger. Uh, I Don't Listen to Country. Just because I don't like country, like straight up, I don't. Uh, I used to not listen to it because I thought it was terrible. And then I checked it out. Uh, Another Me, which I love, um, this idea of balancing our work life with our priorities. And this idea that it's about way more than just working. And we can't have it all. Like we, we need to prioritize what we have because our relationships will last way longer than the money. The relationships will last way longer than the praises. The relationship will last way longer than anything else that we can have. But so often we we rest ourselves in money and we rest ourselves in 
in the dollar, but actually Jesus came to give us way more. He came to give us way more. And then he has another song called Till Death. That's just talking about his girl. And like, hey, we got married. What's good? And I'm going to be with her, her till death. And uh, then So Easy. That's kind of like, it's a low-key It's a low key banger. And um, So Gone, Easy. And this idea that, man, I've been doing this for so long. I make it look easy. Like, <laughs> that's what I got when I heard that song. Uh, and then Honest to God, I Ain't Done. And Family Photo. And, man, I, I just want to say this set list, any minute might probably will never hear this but i love this i love this set list i love this track list i love this album um and i love what and dominion is doing and that's what i believe what god is doing this week through my life is listening to this album and able to think and chew on the ideas that he's saying because as a young dude i always every time i've had a, the chance to ask him a question i've said what we, what advice do you have for a young leader in the church and he always said this be honest. Every time. Any Minio said this. Every time. I've asked him in person. I've asked him around. And, and he always says, be honest. So, this idea of being honest. Which leads us perfectly into our idea of bleh. Go ahead, y'all. Uh, we're going to get into this. Uh, I'll have a little clip real quick. Uh, and then we're going to get into the idea of getting past the bleh and also talking about the bleh in youth ministry. Let's do it. You ever just wake up one day and you're like, I don't care about it. <laughs> or you wake up one day and you're like, I don't want to do this today. And it's not the idea of maybe a depression thought, but it's the idea of like, I just don't care. I think we as believers and us as ministers and preachers um, or pastors or whatever it is, we have to be honest with our feelings and our emotional health. How many times do you wake up a day and you just go, bleh? Or you end the day and you're like, bleh. Man, I've had this feeling. I've had this idea of, I gotta, I can't do this today. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just I feel like I don't want to. A couple weeks ago, I was fighting this feeling. I'd sit around at tables with with family and, 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 and with young life kids or within relationships and they tell me things that were so awesome and you know what I felt I just felt bleh that's all I felt and I kept asking my question what's what, what's wrong with me what am I doing wrong am I not praying to God enough am I not talking to God enough what am I doing and this is when I realized this God isn't basing his love on me on my emotional health but he wants me to be emotionally healthy to share him to others what does that mean man i'm telling you that bleh feeling usually comes out this idea of that we are not emotionally physically spiritually or relationally healthy in some type of way in some type of way 
So that bleh feeling, what that does is it pours into lethargic and, and, and passive love to others when God has called us to be active. So how do we fight this bleh feeling? I think we need to continue to find an urgency in what the Lord is doing and what God is calling us to do. Man, I was just at my youth service uh, for the church that I'm at, and the the the, the, the preacher there, uh, who's uh, my boss's uh, fiance and coworker's fiance, and she said this idea: meditate on the word. And I was like, hold up. And that thought is simple, right? You're like, yeah, meditate on the word, duh. But when I heard it, my mind pricked up, and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't meditate on what God has for me enough. I don't actually go, God, what do you have for me? And so my blessed feeling when it comes, I don't actually run to the source. I don't run to the living word, to the living life. So when you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to do it today, man. I don't want to speak today, man. I don't want to get up at 8 a.m. today, man. I don't want to. It's this idea of do you have your priorities straight? Do what you know. Do you know what you're going to do that day? Like, how are you going to help serve the kingdom today? Because this idea is that when I actually have the lens on of a kingdom focus, the bleh feeling goes away every single time. But when I have the focus of this is work or I have the focus of this has to be done or I have the focus of, man, what am I doing this for? That's when the bleh feeling begins to creep up and it whispers and it says, hey, yo, bruh. You sure you need to do this? And God is telling me, yes, you do need to do this because I have called you to. He's called us to. This is an accidental work that we do. God's not, God doesn't ordain us by accident. He's done it on purpose, on purpose. So we need to believe in that purpose. We need to believe in what we're doing. So I got two principles for the bleh feeling. All right. Two, two, two things for the bleh feeling. This idea. One, kingdom focus. Have a kingdom focus. The bleh feeling is going to pop up. The bleh feeling is going to come. But if when, when, when we have a kingdom focus, that's when we get to help change the world. Because when we can focus that we're not leading people, we're not leading students to something that is temporary, we're leading to something that is eternal. I mean, if I have to sell you on more than that, I don't know what to do. That should work. That should be enough. And people go, yo, Nate, yo, is this like the same thing you're talking about? Like with this idea or with this idea? No, I, I honestly don't think so. I do think this is, a concept that I may have shared before, but when it comes to uh, the podcast, man, how often do we talk about that bleh feeling? I don't. Man, I feel like so many, not podcasts, but so many of the ministry that we do is based out of this idea that we feel like we have to. And yes, we do, but we get to. I always, man, when I'm always sitting with leaders, I say, are you excited for the privilege of diving in to what God has for you and actually doing what God has for you? You know, every time, oh my gosh, it is a privilege. We don't have to. You don't have to do anything. God's not asking you. God's like, yo, 
I mean, yeah, he is asking you, but he's not pulling your arm. He doesn't strong arm you. Not because I don't want to. It's just so that bleh feeling is, is having a kingdom focus in two, meditating on the word. Meditating on what he has for you. Kingdom focus and meditate. And you can switch those around if you're a person that's like step A, step B. But like, I think if you're meditating on what God has for you, then you will get the kingdom focus. And that bleh feeling, while it may come, and it may come because of burnout. When you go back to the word, when you go back to the source, you will find rest. Just like the Samaritan woman, right? A Samaritan woman comes and she's like, yo, uh, what you here for? And he's like, I want some water. And she's like, uh, well, uh, what are you talking to? And she was like, and Jesus was like, but if you only knew who you, who you was talking to and that I have water for you that will last. And she was going to everything else besides the actual source. And then when she went to the source, what happened? She changed the world. One, because she meditated on what God had for her. And then she had a kingdom focus and changed the land. Meditated. Kingdom focus. Meditated kingdom focus. I know you usually have three points. That's I don't have that. Meditated kingdom focus. Meditate on what God has for you and then focus. Share out of that. Lead out of that. Change the world. Change eternities based Man, out of that because uh, the black feeling is real you're gonna get it this kid's gonna come at you and be like dude like what like like what am i supposed to do and they're gonna want it from you and you're gonna be like bruh get on my face i, I i'm i'm not here for that and but if we can have again that kingdom focus that kingdom impact idea then again we can help change the world and change what uh, what we can do for our friends and for the mission um, of Jesus, right? Change what we do uh, while we live in kingdom focus, knowing that God is doing the work and we get to be a part of it with him. Again, we get to be. Yo, so that's episode 52. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. This episode is dropping. Actually, it's supposed to drop on Friday. This episode is dropping on Monday. And we'll be back next Thursday with a new podcast episode. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Peace. But when I have the focus of this is work, or I have the focus of this has to be done, or I have the focus of.